0: So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at StellarTeacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, StellarTeacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. You're listening to episode number 110 of the Stellar Teacher podcast. Happy Monday, y'all. Today's podcast is seriously going to be a lot of fun. I am interviewing Mike Bender, who is the writer of Not Another Teen Movie, which I remember from back when I was in high school. And he's also the founder of the website Awkward Family Photos, which my husband was a little bit jealous when he heard that I was interviewing him on the podcast But maybe more importantly, Mike is also a New York Times bestselling author of some children's books. And he has authored a children's book that I really think should be read in every single elementary classroom. It is such a beautiful story. And his book is titled, The End is Just the Beginning. And it is a wonderful illustration about how the end of something isn't actually the end, but rather just the beginning of what comes next. And Mike really believes that children and adults will benefit from learning how to view ends as transformative versus final. And in this podcast interview, he shares his personal journey that led to the writing of this wonderful story. So if after hearing this episode, you are excited about getting this book, which I'm pretty sure you will be, and you want to share it with your students, Be sure to follow me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company because this coming Friday, December 2nd, we're gonna be doing a giveaway for Mike's book. I really love this story and I wanna share it with as many teachers as we can inside of our Stellar Teacher community. So definitely come check us out on Instagram this coming Friday. And until then, let's jump into the interview. Teaching literacy is tough. Mike, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on the show today.
1: Hey, thank you. I'm really excited to be here and I appreciate you uh, letting me come on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Mike is the author of a really amazing children's book called The End is Just the Beginning. And we're going to go ahead and kind of talk all about that story and the story behind writing the story. But before we get into that, could you just go ahead and give a brief introduction of who you are and what you do?
1: Absolutely. So, my name is Mike Bender. I am a writer of uh, many things. I think I've definitely crossed into a lot of different genres. But I started as a screenwriter in writing comedy, and I wrote a movie called "Not Another Teen Movie" back in two thousand one, which is which has lived on <laughs> to the beauty of uh, of Netflix. And then in two thousand fourteen. Started a website as a kind of side project called Awkward Family Photos. My father told me it was a terrible idea. And um, with that, I launched it and it ended up, you know, going viral at that time and, and, and still going strong today in 2022. So pretty amazing run that's had because I certainly never expected that to be anything more than just a hobby for a few months. In the process of doing Awkward Family Photos, I I was lucky enough to do uh, several books at Random House for Awkward Family Photos. The first one was a New York Times bestseller, and we got to do a number of books there. And over that time, I had children and uh, started my own family. And of course, I started to read a lot of children's books. I've always been a huge fan of that space and became even more obsessed when I had kids. And so I sat and thought about it all the time. And I approached my editor and I said, look, I have an idea. Would you, would you be open to me at least pitching it, writing the manuscript and sending it to you? And they were kind enough to say, uh, yes, we'll take a look. And I said, if it's, if it's no good, you know, I will never bother you again. And that was actually a book called the book about nothing, which Crown at Random House ended up publishing about three, three, four years ago. And then after that, I brought them. The end is just the beginning. So that's how I got here.
0: I love it. And just as a side note, I told my husband that I was interviewing the guy who founded Awkward Family Photos, and he totally is like a fan. He's like, What? He's (laughs) like, That's, he's like, How do you get that guy on your podcast? Exactly. Yeah, I love it. It's great. So, okay. So, the end is just the beginning. Can you give us a little bit of a synopsis in case my audience has not read the book after they hear this podcast interview? I'm sure they're going to go get it. But, Give us a little bit of a synopsis behind what is this story about, and then where did the idea for this story actually come from?
1: Yeah, so it's actually the most personal sort of project I think I've ever worked on. The story is really about taking a different look, a different perspective on ends for kids. I think that when you have kids, you see that the end of things are always, for the most part, they're mourned. You know, oh, it's the end of dessert. It's the end of playtime. I don't want it to be the end. I wanted to kind of, and I think my head works this way, flip it and look at endings as transformational, as something that you almost get excited about an ending because you know, a new beginning is right around the corner. And I think it was inspired by the fact that I've had Lyme disease since I was 11 years old. Uh, I got bit at that time, didn't really manifest into anything at that time. But as I got older, I started to deal with more and more byproducts of the Lyme. And in my 30s, it got worse. And then in my 40s, when I wrote this book, it started to really affect me in a neurological way. And my kids started to see that their, their dad couldn't do certain things anymore. I couldn't go out and play basketball with my son like I could before I needed to rest or I just was having an off day and I couldn't do any number of things or eat something or have ice cream with them. And so, you know, like, of course, that sucked. And I spent a lot of time being very down about that. But ultimately, the way my head works, you know, trying to find the positive in that experience and thinking, okay, what am I, what am I, how am I learning from this? How am I growing? And that was the, the big thing I took away from it is like, yeah, it's the end of certain things for me. But it's the beginning of an entirely new way of thinking, an entirely new perspective, an entirely new Mike, and an entirely new dad who's going to be empathetic in ways that I never was before. So that was the jumping off point. And that's what got me excited was to write something from that experience to really, really approach endings in a way that's that's exciting. And I wanted it to be inspiring for anybody who was going through anything it doesn't have to be Lyme disease, anything that's difficult, any life experience that's difficult.
0: I love that. And I, I'm so sorry that you've had to go through Lyme disease. I can only imagine that that's got to be really like just debilitating and frustrating. But I'm grateful that this story came out as a result of it. And I, I've i always, I mean, kind of like you, I feel like I'm just like a fan of picture books. And I loved being a teacher because it gave me an excuse to have a really big personal you know library of picture books. But when I read this book for the first time, I was able to make so many personal connections. I've just moved a lot in my adult life. And of course, anytime you move, you say goodbye to family, you say goodbye to friends, you say goodbye to a community. And we recently moved to, well, not recently, it it feels very recent. We moved to Florida in the middle of the pandemic, which was such a hard move. But reading this, I was like, oh man, I wish I would have had this book back when we moved because it really does. It gives you such a different perspective. You know, it's like we so often want to focus on what we're saying goodbye to and what we're leaving versus what is in front of us. Yeah, And I just think that, you know, giving that message in a tangible way that kids can understand is so powerful. But I, mean, I guess I'm just like curious, because I feel like this is such a big sort of like story. Why do you think it's so important for children and not even kids, but like adults for that matter, to view ends as transformational versus final? Like, why is this a message that you're like, no, this needs to be put out into the world?
1: Yeah. And, and by the way, I agree with you, like, this is not just a book for kids. I had several people in the in, when the book was first published, and it was published right after the COVID thing kind of happened, which I thought was really interesting timing for a book like this. But I had a, a, a number of people that were in either in hospital, someone had cancer. I thought that was so beautiful, you know, that it was resonating with, with everyone. It's a message, like you said, in moving that is relevant no matter what age you are. But I think the reason that I wanted to write it for children is because I think that ends get a bad rap. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like the idea of taking a kid's sort of expectations about a concept or something and then just completely flipping it in a way that they go, whoa, I never thought about that. I always thought endings were, were a bummer. And now, you know, when the end of something comes, I'm going to get really excited because I know something's just over over the hill. And yeah, I think that was it. And, and obviously, I'm, you know, with kids, you're, it's not hard to want to write something that speaks to your own children. And, and in my case, I wanted them to see the endings in my life as positive and not as something to feel sad about.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that. Practically speaking, has this story impacted your children's life? Or I was going to say, maybe that's too personal to ask. <laughs> it's
1: not too personal at all. I think it has. I think that this whole experience for them of seeing me go through all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, I won't go into the, the physical nature of it, but it's it's pretty intense to, to be witness to. And um, I think having that book, it just sort of set the tone for the experience, like, number one, they know that dad has got a positive attitude about it and is looking at it from a different perspective. And I think once you shift your perspective on one thing, you're able to shift your perspective on other things too. So instead of looking at other sort of bumps in the road as negative, their heads now go to, well, what's the positive side of this? They're amazing. They're my muses. They're my angels. They're my inspiration. I'm always inspired by them with with everything I go through. So I think I think just the process of seeing the book come together for them was really gratifying. And my daughter, who's who's a really amazing kind of budding artist herself, it just was so fun to kind of share that experience with her, the illustrations and all of that. I just I just love it. This this for me, like yes, I've written a movie. I've I've gotten to sort of experience a, a big internet type experience website, but this is the most gratifying thing hands down that I've ever done.
0: That's awesome. And I love that you said that this is a shift that can have like an impact just on the way we think about about so many other things. Like it's not just about viewing ends as transformative versus final, but like this can change just our our thinking overall. I do think though that like this mindset shift, I feel like especially for kids is probably something that might take more than just one reading of a picture book. And I certainly hope that like teachers and parents will get this book and read it with their kids. And I hope they read it multiple times. And I hope that this can be just like a jumping off point for that mindset shift to happen. But do you have any suggestions or tips? Like if teachers or parents really want to help their students embracing this way of thinking, like what are some things that they can do or just conversations that they can have?
1: Yeah, that's such a great point. I mean, I've had the joy of reading this in front of a number of classes, you know, sitting with the kids. And I think that a book like this, it is natural for a discussion to follow. What I was amazed at in reading it to second graders, I think third graders and fourth graders, is they all grasp the concept quite well. What's fun is when you get through the book to start saying, "Well, what what endings can you think about? You know that that actually aren't endings." And the kids, the kids are pretty. Good at right away, just identifying something that happened to them that day or that week. And then thinking about how there was something just right after that. So I, I just think having a discussion about ends and beginnings and every aspect, because you really, I've thought about this a lot, as you can imagine. You really can't find an example where something is truly an end. Yeah. I mean, in the book, we t- I talk about a sort of a joke that a dead end is not actually an end because something always lies beyond the dead end. But you really can't find an example where you truly find an end. I mean, we could talk about even the end of your life, and you know, in my opinion, and without having to get religious or, or getting to anyone's beliefs, I don't think it's an end. I think it's the beginning of something else. We just don't know.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's just having that mindset of like, you know, there there are no ends. I feel like if anything, like it's such a hopeful and more like positive way to go through life and just experience the things. It's like, okay, this is just the beginning of whatever comes next. I love it. Do you have a favorite example from the book that you wrote? There's so many like cute examples. As I was reading, I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a good example. But do you have a favorite example that you included in there?
1: You know, the, the fun of writing a children's book, especially a picture book is you write it and you have like, you have sections that are your favorite. And then it gets illustrated and that completely changes it because the illustrations just elevate it so much. And I thought Diana, who, who worked on this book did such an amazing job. When I got the illustrations from her, I was just blown away. It just, it honestly brought a tear to my eye because she just added, there was, there was real mood and tone to it in a way where maybe there hadn't been in just the manuscript, but. I love the image that she has for infinity when they're kind of riding in space. And we're talking about how the numbers just keep going, that even infinity is endless. I just love that. I love I love the visual of it. And I love just kind of thinking about that, how those numbers just go on and on and on. And that's, that's, that's a great metaphor for kind of each number is, is an end and each next one is a beginning.
0: That's awesome. Can we talk a little bit about the actual writing, editing, publishing process for the story? I feel like, you know, teachers read so many books to their kids. And I think it's kind of interesting when we can pull the curtain back a little bit to see it's like, okay, how did how did this go from idea all the way to a book? So I know you'd mentioned that you already had a publisher and you'd already written a book. So when this, you know, idea came about, was it as simple as <laughs> I don't want to say as simple because I'm sure it was not simple at all, but you know, what does that process look like of telling your publisher, I have this new idea? And then, you know, the time frame in terms of, you know, how many drafts did you have to go through in order for it to get to the final beautiful yeah. version that it is?
1: Well, I, I will say I had a wonderful editor. Her name's Emily Easton, just very supportive of what I was sending her. And when I wrote the book about nothing, which was a similar kind of concept in that the challenge of that book, while not being connected to my, like a personal experience for me was I want to write a book about nothing. And how do you do that? How do you write a book about nothing? How do you write a book where nothing is something? And so that was the, that was the jumping off point. I actually didn't have much more than that when I started, but nothing is something was the, was the hook. And I think that to follow it up, I wanted to sort of come up with another idea where we twisted something or flipped something and, I didn't really know until life experiences happened to me, and then it just came to me. I mean, it wasn't even something I had to think about. It just it, it hit me right in the face. So I wrote the manuscript, I'd say pretty quickly, within, within a week, I was able to get it all down. For me, it's like when stuff comes, it comes very fast, and it comes in a way that's almost stressful because it's coming out so fast, and I'm like, slow down, I want to <laughs> breathe. But I got it down and I think I sent it to Emily pretty quickly and she was just really, really supportive of the concept of the book. And so it, it that happened pretty quickly. Now I can't say that ninety nine percent of the other projects in my life have happened that way. <laughs> but but that one did come together really beautifully. So I'm grateful for that.
0: That's awesome. I was gonna say, are there any other children's books in the works? I know that you have done other writing things, but yeah. you've you had a few children's books. So anything else that you're working on that you can share at least?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So I have a third book at Random House right now called Board Panda, which similarly is sort of like flipping a concept in that there is a website that I'm a big fan of called boardpanda.com. I don't know if you've ever been on I there. I haven't,
0: before. but I'm gonna go check it out when we finish this.
1: <laughs> They've been around forever, and what's cool about Board Panda is they kind of made non-viral content viral. If that makes sense, like they get all of these artists from all over the world who do these incredible, weird, just things. Like people who sculpt the snow drifts that like stick to trees after a snowfall, or you know, people that make art in coffee cups. It's the most obscure weird stuff, but it's amazing. And so I started following them probably 12 years ago. And I've always been a fan and I wrote them and said, Hey, you guys have this panda character. What would would you think about doing a children's book around this character? And, and imagine it sort of as like an uncurious George, you know, what if boredom was the window (laughs) into creativity? What if boredom is that That window into really being passionate, inspired by things, because you need to be bored first. I think that's key to any artist. The boredom has to come and then the ideas start to come after that. So that was the, that was the way in. And then it was just about writing it. And it's about a panda who's bored and sort of loses access to his computer and his games for the day and has to go take a walk in the forest. And he, comes upon things that he thinks are very boring, but then comes to realize that actually by the end of it, and he meets all these different artists, animals, that by the end of it, he's actually inspired. And could it be that boredom is the key to not being bored?
0: I, I'm so excited to go read that book now. And I... I so appreciate that you, one, have this gift of writing and that these stories come to you, like you said, you know, a concept that is usually seen as something that is like negative or undesirable. And you sort of flip it on its head. I mean, boredom is usually one of those things that we avoid (laughs) at all costs. But, you know, I think just hearing you talk about that, I'm like, yeah, that's something we need to like lean into a little bit more. So. Thank you from the educator's world that you are <laughs> putting these stories out there because I know that they are definitely helping so many students and teachers for that matter.
1: Ah, uh, Well, I mean, it's, it helps me too. I mean, it, it, like I said, it's, this is just fun. And, you know, my own kids, I know whenever they say to me, oh, we're bored, you know, my response has always been, awesome. Go with that. Where do you <laughs> go with that? Take that and do something with it go outside let it lead you to something you never thought you were going to do i mean if you think about when you were a kid when i was a kid that's how that's when you got into the coolest stuff is when you were bored
0: yep we were outside making making forts playing in sandboxes doing all those things
1: <laughs> exactly exactly so i'm really excited about that it's taken a number of years just to get all the pieces together because there was the board panda piece and then just getting everybody sort of on board but i'm really excited about that and then you know i'm i'm really intrigued by the graphic novel space. So definitely become more and more inspired by that space. Talking about ideas, you know, in terms of that, hopefully, hopefully something to announce.
0: I love that. Well, this is the end of the podcast episode. However, hopefully it is the beginning of teachers continuing to follow you. Can you go ahead and share with my audience where they can connect with you online?
1: Absolutely. So um, you can find me at I am Mike Bender at I am Mike Bender on Instagram. Generally, that's a place to kind of know what, what I'm up to and get the, the most up to date news on, on what's coming next.
0: And we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. So Mike, thanks again for being here on the podcast today. I love this story and I'm just so excited for my audience to hear a little bit more about it.
1: Thank you so much. I really, again, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about the book. And certainly, as we get towards the end of the year, I hope this will be on people's minds as we go into a new year.
0: Absolutely. Great to talk to you, Mike.
1: Okay. Okay. Thanks, Sarah.